0: In this episode today, I'm going to interview Gail Carson from Spunky Old Broad, and Gail always wanted to be in business from a very young age. She is very tenacious. She maintains her routine no matter what. One of the key things she says is her gratitude, and she says that success equals discipline and persistence. I totally believe her. Listen on for her story. All right, so I am here today with Gail Carson, and she is going to talk to us about how she handles clarity power and follow through yeah will you please do a brief introduction of yourself kind of where you came from and all of that fun stuff today
1: absolutely well i was born in albany new york and i was there until i was 17 when i went to college i went to college in boston emerson college which i adored finished there when i was 20 Gave myself two weeks to make it in Miami. I was going to move to either Miami or L.A., depending on uh, where I got my first job, because those are the only two warm places I knew, and uh, moved to Miami. I got the job I wanted on the 14th day, making only $13 a week, but figured out within 30 days I was making $100 a week, and uh, eight months later I owned the business. So at 21, I was in business for myself.
0: That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. <laughs>
0: what, why did you end up there? What What was your your little secret sauce?
1: Well, you mean how did I end up in Miami? Yeah. How did you end up being the owner of the business? Oh well, because you know, I I've always wanted to be in business. When I was three, <laughs> well, I told my mother that I was never going to get married and that I wanted to, you know, have a career. Uh-huh. And uh, that was kind of a black sheep time back then because that was what the early 40s. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happened. I mean, I I just figured out that I always wanted to be on stage. I was always a dancer and a singer and an actress. And I always wanted to be on stage. And when I was at Emerson, of course, everybody was wonderful because it's a theatrical school. And I decided I was going to have my mind a lot longer than I was going to have my body. So I said, well, how can I put all of this to work? And I decided I wanted to own a modeling school. So when I was, when I came to Miami, I went to all of the modeling schools, got interviewed by them. Nobody was interested in me because I was like 20 years old. And, you know, just what did I know? But this one person took a chance on me and She called me when I was actually back home. I was, I went back home to get some dental work done. And she called me and she said, Gail, I'm going to sell. Are you interested in buying? And I said, no, because I had no money. And uh, as I was there for the three days that I was home, I thought, well, why don't I want to buy it? So I figured out how to get loans from everybody and I bought it, and so I just uh, wanted to do that. And then I expanded it onto seven offices. I ended up with three hundred and fifty people, well, uh, which I, I never want to do your, again.
0: What was the name of your company?
1: Well, uh, a couple. I had the, uh, I had the Charm Modeling Agency, the Gale Carson Career Schools. I had the Fashion Merchandising Institute of Florida, the Real Estate, uh, Florida School of Real Estate, because uh, we did all kinds of different career school kinds of things. My agency was the Florida Casting Agency. I was sagging after. We did all the TV commercials and movies that came to South Florida. And then I had the uh, convention service company, which was called Gail Carson Presents. And that was uh, theme parties and industrial shows and uh, tours and everything that came to the hotels in South Florida. So it was really a, quite an operation and I, I, I loved it, but I never want to do that again. <laughs>
0: I, I, from, from people that I've talked to, having a large company is, is really taxing.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it wasn't so large. I mean, it was still a very intimate company, uh-huh. but I just, it wasn't fun anymore. You know, it had gotten so big that if I didn't control it, I needed to bring people in and I just didn't find, it was my thing. I didn't find the right people. But then the opportunity presented itself through some of the people I had booked at the convention service company who were speakers who said, Gail, you're a better speaker than we are. You need to join the National Speakers Association. And so I thought, well, what is that? And this went on for three years because I could never take the time to go. And finally, I went and I realized I could make a living at being a speaker and put my business up for sale. It was sold in a weekend. And then I went on for 20 years as a speaker, and I worked in 50 countries and 49 states. And then when my husband got sick, I decided not to travel as much. And that's when I started the Spunky Old Broad, and I started doing a lot more consulting and coaching and and writing and that kind of thing.
0: That is just awesome. (laughs) You you are totally spunky. My gosh. I didn't... I mean, I, I knew that you had done some stuff before this interview, but not nearly that much. That's well, I've amazing. been very
1: fortunate, very fortunate, Marnie. I just, it's just, you know, I love what I do. I hope I treat people well. I'm very ethical and honest and moral about how I handle business. And you either like me or you don't, because I'm very blunt. <laughs> I'm not. Nice, oh, I'm blunt. <laughs>
0: you know, that's probably why we like each other, because I'm I'm exactly the same way. I've had, you know, one of my clients is, is a billionaire and I've worked with a lot of millionaires as well. And one of the things that they say that they value about me is the fact that I'm very, I t- always tell them the truth, whether or not they want to hear the truth, right? And also, I, um, I'm always very forthright, right? Always doing what is the right
1: thing to do. But I'm sure there are people who don't want to work with you because you are forthright and that's what happens to me a lot you know a lot of my coaching clients stop because I say you're not doing the work you know you're paying me but you're not doing the work and you're not going to get where you want to go so it's a two-edged sword (laughs) it
0: is a double-edged sword but I think in the end having your own integrity because at the end of the day the person that you have to look in the mirror is yourself right
1: right Right.
0: <laughs> so I, I do warn my clients before they work with me, you know, that they, they need to be aware of the fact that I will push them harder.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So speaking of that, let's, let's talk about clarity for you. What is it that has kept you, kept you clear on your goals because you've done so much it's obviously you've had a lot of clarity and a lot of focus. What do you think is, is your secret to that or what could you share with others with regard
1: to clarity? You know, I don't know if it's so much a secret as much as I've always known what I wanted. Yep. So when I went to school, you know, when mm-hmm. I, for example, in high school, I, I actually finished all my credits in three, in three years. And I, I would I wanted to be a dancer <laughs> so I decided I was going to win this dance contest I had to get a partner a guy and I didn't know any guys that danced except one who I had danced ballroom dancing you know in the seventh grade and so I, I got in touch with him and I said I want to enter this Car- Charleston contest, and I want you to come to my house every day, and we're going to practice, and we're going to win, and he said, how do you know, and I said, because we are, and we're going to practice, and I'm going to make up the dance, and no one's going to be able to touch us, well, he did it, and we won, and that started us dancing all over the place, and in college, it was the same thing, but it was interesting, It's very interesting, Marnie, well, he, we and I, he and I went to the same school, and we auditioned, and they asked if we would split up. And he said no, and I said yes, because I thought they wanted me. But they didn't want me, they wanted him because there were no male dancers. And I was crushed. I called my mother up and I was crying, and she said, grow up. She said, this is not the big time, this is college. You know, if you can't take it there, you're not gonna take it on Broadway. So, She made me stay there for a full year, which I didn't want to do, but I did. And then I transferred to Emerson College, and that's where I got my, you know, I got all my training for, but even there, you know, I wasn't picked as a dancer for the musicals. And I thought, well, I'm the best dancer they've got. So I went to the director, and he said I'd have to talk to the choreographer, and I went to the choreographer, and I said, I am the best dancer in this school, and you need to put me in this musical. And she did, and I was in all the musicals from that point. Sorry, my cat is walking right. Across <laughs> and, uh, that's okay. As you can see, the ba- here's my baby. Here's here's little Dylan. He's twelve years old. <laughs> you know, that's that's what you do when you do these things. And of course, he and my other cat they keep me grounded. You ask what keeps me grounded, but I think so. I went from there, and then my husband was fabulous he didn't care if i traveled he didn't care how much money i made he didn't care uh that i wasn't a homemaker i mean he was fully deprived of all this because one time he moved me this is before we were married he moved me and so as a payback, I was gonna make him dinner, which was a hoot because I don't cook. So I was at his house and I was I was making him dinner and those were the days of the Melmac dishes and he called up and he said, I'm gonna be late. So I put everything in the oven to keep it warm. And when he came there, I opened the oven. Everything had melted together. The plates, the food, everything. I said, Well, you know, you know what you're getting. <laughs> It took three and a half years for me to say yes, because I just never wanted to get married, but he was fabulous. And we were married for 45 years until he passed away. Mm-hmm. So he was a very big grounding tool for me. Right. And now, truthfully, uh, my animals. I love my animals. I've always mm-hmm. had a ton of animals. And that's what's keeping me sane in this isolation phase as well. Oh, because, sure, me too. I I, know,
0: uh, There's I so much company.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. There's so much company and they're in my lap and they're all over the place. They sleep with me, you know, so yeah, that's what keeps me sane and grounded.
0: (laughs) That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. And what about willpower for you? I can totally tell in, and we're similar in that way too in the, in that I'm very tenacious. If there's a problem, instead of giving up, I tend to get a little bit like a bulldog and I dig in further I'm suspecting that you're a little bit similar in that way.
1: <laughs> I am, Marnie. I am. I, I, I do. I dig in. And, uh, you know, I, I called my son the other day. He's out in California. And I said to him, I said, you know, well, this is what my day is like. And he said, Mom, it's like all your other days. Because I get up. I take care of the cats. Uh I then eat and then I work out. Now, I don't go to the gym because it's closed, but I work out every morning for an hour. I usually worked out two hours, but I work out an hour because I did an hour of my own thing and I used to take an hour of class. Uh But since there are no classes now, I'm doing an hour on my own. And then I take my shower and then I get to work. Mm -hmm. So it's still the same routine. The only difference is I'm not traveling the way I did. I'm not speaking because everything has been canceled. But doing a lot more Zoom interviews and and writing. And of course I do twelve radio shows a month. So I, I'm busy with those and, and yeah, so everything is pretty much the same except I'm isolated. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so if you could
0: like give anything to people with throughout the years when things got really tough and maybe you felt like oh i don't want to do this anymore what was it
1: that kept you going that's a very hard thing to pinpoint because i just don't get depressed i may get depressed for 30 seconds like for example many people who know me know i i'm going now go through my fourth case of breast cancer and i'm on chemo once again but i haven't let that stop me i still exercise i still do my work it's hard for me to get depressed i may get so for 30 seconds or a minute and then i'm out of it because i just know there's more out there so i think it's keeping that positive mindset that has really uh, helped most of all and realizing that i i'm one of many in this world who have issues and no matter how bad it is for me it's worse for someone else and wow, those are the kinds right of things, yeah. And I think about those things and I just think how fortunate, you know, it's very interesting. I, I don't know a lot of people in my building. I live in a high rise and I'm on the top floor and I don't I don't see a lot of people except in the elevator or the hall and say hi. My neighbors have cooked for me brought me groceries don't even ask they just i open the door and there they are one day I opened up there are 24 rolls of toilet paper I mean oh my uh, yeah it's been unbelievable so there's a lot of good out there in the world and absolutely I appreciate what people are doing for me
0: yeah yeah absolutely that and, and that's the thing right I've, I've traveled a lot all over the world and here I am, isolated in a house on top of the hill, overlooking the ocean, you know, really comfortable. And then the other day, I heard about the, the, the inner slums in India and how they're terrified now because they've had some coronavirus cases. And in those cases, the people are so packed together, they can't get six feet apart And so I think, you know, at that moment in time, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for where I am. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that.
1: (laughs) And it's funny that you saying you're looking out over, uh, you know, the Bay, I, I, over the ocean, I'm, I'm on the water myself in Miami Uh and uh, I look outside and there's still people boating. I think they're crazy, but they're boating, but the water is there and it's sunny and Uh, it's 80 degrees. And I say to myself, this too will pass, you know? So that's the kind of thing. Yeah. And we have to be grateful. And I know you are Marnie and I am grateful. And I know a lot of people out there are grateful too. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And so our, our last point, let's, let's talk about that follow through. What are, are there any like structures that you put in place that help you with follow through? what can you advise our our listeners and our watchers on that
1: well of course my son calls me a workaholic and i am you know but i work <laughs> on my own terms you know i mean i love what i do with that term <laughs> <laughs> but i i always have said that success equals discipline and persistence yeah. and i am very disciplined i'm not analytical i'm not detailed mm-hmm. but i'm disciplined yep. so i do what i have to do if there's an article to write i write it if yeah. there's Contacts to make for my radio show, I make them. So it's it's the discipline of doing what you need to do. The second part of that persistence is if I don't get it right the first time, I'll do it over and over and over till I get it right. Now, it might not be what you want. I mean, if you are one of these detailed analytical people and you are looking for, like for example, I'll write something in one page that'll take somebody else 12 pages to write. But I get to the point, you know what the solution is, and that's it. So I think it's, it's the discipline, which is how I was raised, with a great deal of love. My parents were great, but I had, was disciplined. I had, I had things I had to do. For example, when I was eight years old, my mother made me get on the telephone and phone in all my fathers. He was a pharmacist. Drug orders, and I could hardly pronounce the names, let alone read his writing, which was as bad as a doctor's, but she said, "Yeah, you're going to be on the phone one day, and you need to know how to speak. Well, my whole businesses were built on the telephone. I mean, now it's sure. online, but then it was all telephone, 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 yeah. telephone. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, persistence and discipline, that, those are my two criteria.
0: That was that's very that's awesome, thank you so much Gail and okay. so we're also asking all of the people, all of the uh, the the experts that come on the the summit if they have something to offer our guests that are watching and listening tell us about what your offer is
1: well i have actually two different things depending on where they are and what they want i want to make sure i get the websites right uh, if you're interested in media uh-huh. then you should go to www.s like sam s o b for spunky Old Broad s o b 6 the number 6, tips.com so it's www.sob6tips.com and if push comes to shove and you can't find you can find uh, what you want there go to spunky old broad that's my website spunkyoldbroad.com let me know and I'll make sure you get what you've been asking for.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah we'll we'll make sure that we you know put those below so they're easy for people but I also wanted you to say them just in case somebody's li- just listening and the, and not seeing it. So, thank you so much today, Gail, and take care of yourself and your little kitties there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Marnie, you do the same. I know we're all in the same boat and uh, we're like minded spirits, so the best to you as well. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did, please leave us a review. It really helps others to decide if they're going to listen too. This series has been all about clarity, power, and follow through. EntireTask can help you get clear with its vision board. It gives you power to do what's important with its algorithms and you can chunk things down so it's easy to follow through. Check it out at entiretask.com.